BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, May 31st starts now. On today's show, Ben welcomes back the great Monroe Anderson for another Monroe Wednesdays. The Ben Jarofsky Show brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, so much more. All the good things you want to know, they're right there, ChicagoReader.com. And if you want to find more cool stuff from Ben Jarofsky, head on over there to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. I'll spell that out for you. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Memorial Day Tally Wednesday, and here's why. Because we're filled with Memorial Day weekend tallies. That's why there's so many of them. Some of them really dark and deep and twisted, like the death tally in Chicago, the murder tally in Chicago. It's become a regular Memorial Day feature uh, in uh, the newspapers, sometimes Tribune, et cetera, and so forth, all the newspapers. And and it's always like they have to wait like a few days. You know, the, so the Memorial Day weekend, so there's Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, and then Tuesday's newspapers are not quite ready uh, with the total tally, so they have to let Tuesday run by. And then Wednesday, here's the tally updates all day Tuesday and then Wednesday they have the final tally kind of twisted statement of where we are as a civilization here in the city of Chicago there's the um, debt ceiling tally in Washington right now tally of Republican votes do they does Kevin McCarthy have the votes he needs uh, from Republicans in his caucus to avoid having the economy tank by lifting the debt ceiling, which is really twisted and bizarre, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. They've already voted to approve this. This is money that's already been spent. You're just trying to raise the money to pay off an old debt. Now they're going to, now suddenly they're going to pull the plug on it. More, it's insane, just insane away running a government. But we're watching to see, can, can Kevin McCarthy get the votes he needs? And then this is kind of like my favorite tally. I'm going to uh, ask Monroe about this one, too. It's Monroe Wednesday, of course. And that's the impeachment tally in Texas. Now, I may be the only person in the city of Chicago following this. You know, this is Texas politics. Taking a deep dive in Texans politics. So I'll be really brief and concise as I can to not overwhelm you with names that you don't know and people that you will never know anything about. But I think this is really relevant. We talked about this in the show yesterday, and I promised that I would ask uh, Monroe about this. So right now, Follow me this, listeners. The attorney general of the state of Texas is a man named Ken Paxton, who's a lunatic, a MAGA lunatic. He's probably loonier than Trump, if such a thing is possible. They're neck and neck as to who's a loonier MAGA man. He's the guy that went to court uh, arguing that uh, somehow or other, making Joe Biden president of the United States because he won, Violated the constitutional rights of people in Texas. I don't don't ask me. Okay, you can find a lawyer willing to argue anything at any time. The only issue is, are there MAGA lunatics on the Supreme Court willing to second that loony lawyer? And thankfully, they weren't. All right. So somehow or other, the election prevailed. But Ken Paxton did his best to overturn it. He's also really sleazy. You know, if he were a Democrat in the state of Illinois, the Chicago Tribune would be denouncing him. <laughs> corrupt Democrat. But because he's a corrupt Republican in the state of Texas, they don't care. They don't. Republicans only care about corruption if Democrats are committing it. When are you going to learn that, people? They're not consistent on this. They put up with corruption all the time in their party. 
they actually it's sort of like like it shows a sign of manliness in a weird kind of MAGA way. So, you know, most Republicans, the Tribune, Mike Bost, I don't know, the, the usual collection of characters, state of Illinois, they don't know anything about They're not paying attention to corruption in Texas. They don't pay attention to Republican corruption in the state of Illinois, let alone in Texas. But to boil it down, uh, Ken Paxton, attorney general, uh, used his powers and tried to influence the FBI to undercut an investigation to one of his cronies who uh, had Ken Paxton's mistress on the payroll. Yeah, there goes MAGA with the virtue. Family values. Had the mistress on the payroll, ladies and gentlemen, of his crony corporate friend. And uh, four employees in his office blew the whistle on him. So what did he do? He fired him. <laughs> Can you imagine if Madigan had done this in Illinois? Republicans would be outraged. I'm outraged. Mike Bost be throwing his papers in there. Mike Bost, the congressman from downstate Illinois. Anyway. So he fired him. They sued. Follow me on this, ladies and gentlemen. The people that he fired sued him for wrongfully firing him. And he didn't want the case to come to court because it was it came to court. It would prove, yes, that he's corrupt and he fired him for blowing the whistle on it. So he settled it. I think it was like $3.3 million. I don't know. Look it up. It's $3 million something dollars he settled with them. So here's the part that kills me, man. This dude is so cheap. He did the corruption. He did the firing. But he moved to have the state, the taxpayers, the dummies in Texas, the equivalent of the Texan taxpayers, from like the equivalent of Chicago taxpayers who are, oh, just take my money. I don't care, Tiff, whatever. Sounds good to me. Yeah, the equivalent of a dumb Chicago taxpayer in Texas who's going to pick up the cost of settling this lawsuit. And for reasons I, I can't quite understand, the other Republicans in Texas have revolted against that. A bridge too far. <laughs> Dade Phelan is his name, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, write that down. Dade Phelan. <laughs> it's Speaker Dade Phelan. He's like, he's like Monroe, a bridge too far. Right. I'm sorry. I put right. up with everything else. Yeah, but, but, I, not, yeah, but this is immoral. <laughs> Make the taxpayer pay for your sins. <laughs> yeah. So now they're going to, the, the Republicans convene an impeachment vote. Uh, and they impeached them. They could found enough Republicans in Texas to impeach this dude. This guy is so sleazy. By the way, all of this stuff that I've just laid out, the corruption, the wife on the payroll, the crony, or the mistress on the payroll, the crony, the firing, the whistle, all that was known in 2022 when he was reelected. Right. With, and the, like wife, 60 the wife is a senator. The wife, so his, senator. Wife is, his wife is a senator. Yes, yes. His wife no, she is a, gets to vote. She may get to vote on whether well, he gets impeached or not. Well, they will. We'll get to that. We'll get. To, so they all do it. Just saying. You know what? I'm going to step back, Chicagoan. I always say you're the dumbest voters in the in the country because you reelected daily year after year after year, election after, and you reelected Rahm in 2015, which may be the single dumbest reelection of all time. Monroe and I could do a whole show on what's dumber, reelecting daily in 2007 or reelecting Rahm in 2015. Got to think about that one, don't you? But to reelect Ken Paxton <laughs> in 20, and he crushed the Democrat. I forget what the total was. Look it up if you care. Anyway, so he's gone too far. And uh, so, Monroe. Yes. This is why it's a question worthy of your brain. Okay. All right. So I'm reading all the great thinkers of the New York Times and the Washington Post as they ponder what the larger meanings of this impeachment in Texas are. Republicans turning against Ken Paxson. Is this a sign? Monroe Anderson, old learned expert on all things MAGA, who knows MAGA better than any person in the country. Is this a sign that Republicans will finally say, yes, there is a limit to the MAGA insanity that we'll put up with? Yes, it is possible to build a bridge too far. Yes, we are suddenly going to have some standards for our leadership and we will no longer tolerate corruption. Is this a sign of that or is this just some kind of weird fluky thing having to do with personality spats between Dade Phelan, the speaker, and Ken Paxton? Monroe, is there hope in this 
or is this just uh, an insane sideshow? No. There's an eeny beeny itsy weeny hope. Because that gives you another eeny weeny bitsy weeny hope. And that's the 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 presidential primary among Republicans. Uh, Chris Christie is gonna announce. He, he's getting Trump is getting all these people who are coming in. Uh, Pence is going to announce. It was just an, uh, an, just announced uh, minutes ago that Pence is going to get in the race. Wow. Chris Christie's in the race now. Going to be in the race. You got all these Republicans who have been quiet about Trump, who are now deciding that they're going to challenge him. All and right, the so- irony, of course, and all that is the more the the more in there, the merrier it is for Trump. Because um, there is Trump's base, the MAGA nuts, solid. And everybody else who's in the race is going to be getting the anti-Trump base. Because they don't like it, any of them. I mean, I could run against Pence and I might win. Uh, Chris Christie, 60% of uh, registered Republican voters don't like him. So I mean, it's not like they they have these people going calling their names, chatting their names, except to hang them, but they're not calling them their names to vote for. Them. So it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Wait, all right, hold it. We'll get to Chris Christie okay. because his campaign is illustrative of a lot of insanity. Uh, I I'm watching. I'm going back to Texas. Yes, Texas. Texas makes. Illinois looked good in his yes. politics in terms of, of um, gerrymandering, you name it. So it's it's a typical. You 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 stole my thought. It's a in the state of Texas. Uh, they just passed laws that would uh, essentially put the area around Houston under state control in terms of elections. Because that area is where the Democrats can defeat the Republicans. That's the growing Democratic base uh, in the state of Texas. And they are worried very much about Ted Cruz losing his next uh, Senate race. In fact, uh, Andrew Ellison, our show's uh, election monitor, I think I told you this, Monroe, has put uh, Texas on uh, a list of states that the Dems uh, can win uh, in 2024. Uh, so Texas is very much a MAGA state in terms of what they, how they operate and how they're trying to take away voting rights of Democrats, et cetera, take abortion rights away from women, et cetera, and so forth. So they're very much a MAGA state. But what I'm trying to understand is, a, is there a line that MAGA will not tolerate its Republicans crossing? Or is this what you're suggesting, a battle between MAGA forces and un-MAGA forces. Is that the word for it? Un-MAGA in the Republican Party. Make it non-MAGA. Non-MAGA. That's not un-MAGA. Non-MAGA. I'm not quite sure what to make of what's going on in Texas. What's going on in Texas is happening um, in the Republican Party in general. They're about they are about to have a civil war break out between themselves because Trump never was popular. None of these politicians liked Trump because he's such an asshole. So nobody liked him, but they feared him. Yeah. But now they're they the writing is on the wall that if if Trump is on the ticket next year. There's going to be a blood brand because um, Trump is nuts, uh, except for the MAGA, that higher court MAGA bunch. N- nobody wants him back in the White House. He, um, and, and so everybody is like throwing their, their hat into the ring now and saying, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I can do it. I can be the alternative because DeSantis is proven, proving to be um, a, not a viable candidate. And so it's, it's, it's wide open from their perspective. Yeah. And you, and I mean, even, and even in Trump's hardcore um, uh, among his lawyers, 
they're fighting each other now. Uh, (laughs) They suspect that there's a traitor among them that's 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 spilling the beans and and giving Jack Smith and, and company all the information they they need to, to put Trump in jail but knowing Trump they're all all the lawyers are fearful that Trump is looking for someone to throw under the bus to save his ass and so pretty soon there will be no honor among thieves and nuts and and trumpy well there's not much honor among these thieves right now and before i completely leave texas let me just point out uh as monroe is sort of suggesting that donald trump has already weighed in he's very much for ken paxton and they're uh, using employing all kinds of trump tactics against that speaker date phelan Uh, right calling him like an old drunk <laughs> it's like oh my god maga fighting among itself so we'll keep an eye on that uh i i'm trying to be hopeful and hope and, and think that uh, it's a sign that there is a bridge you can go that goes too far uh even for maga uh but i don't know we'll be, we'll, we'll be yeah. watching that the lieutenant right. governor of texas a guy named dan patrick who runs the senate has already weighed in uh in favor of ken paxton so he'll be the one overseeing the impeachment trial. What a joke, Texas. Uh, and uh, so already the the uh, thumb is on the scale in favor of Ken Paxson. All right, you mentioned Chris Christie. Um, let's hold off on going to Chicago to, to, to follow up on that. Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, uh, who used to position himself as the kind of Republican that Democrats would vote for. And if you recall, uh, when Hurricane Sandy whipped into uh, the East Coast back in what, 2012 or 2011, whenever that was, uh, Chris Christie met with uh, President Obama and they walked through the devastation. Uh, and I think he either shook his hand or hugged him or something. And the Republicans have never forgiven him. Right. For that. Exactly. Uh, which is really weird and twisted because Obama was supposed to be the kind of Democrat that Republicans would vote for, and yet a Republican was scorned for hugging him, which just goes to show you what frauds the Republicans are and how dumb it is for Democrats to think they can make inroads into America by being the kind of Democrat the Republicans like. Uh, Anyway, he's now, as Monroe said, getting ready to run. Uh, And his, all right, Monroe, so his view is you have to challenge Trump. As he puts it, you, you have to, quote, go through Trump uh, in right. order to win. Now he, said, he, he said the mistake he made in 2016 was that he figured he'd go through Jeb Bush and all the other Republicans first. Canada, there were, there were 16, I think, 16 or 17. And he figured he'd have to go through them, and there would be him and Trump, the last men standing, and then he could he could he could handle he could deal with Trump. Uh, he didn't get there <laughs> because Trump just was knocking him down, uh, coming and going, like the Marco Marco Rolly, whatever that game is. Marco Rubio. That, yeah, right. No, no, not no. The game where you hit, they pop up and you. Oh, hit them. oh yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. You got to yeah. ask your sons about games, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, right. What... But anyway. He was. He was. Every time somebody would pop up, people call him a dirty name. Yeah. Tweet something nasty about him, and goodbye. They were out of there. And so this time, uh, Christie's going to go after Trump first. He's going to. He's not even worried about all the the other players. He he says he plans to go after him. And um, you know, I, I Christie's not saying this, but my suspicion is that. He's still mad at Trump for giving him COVID. <laughs> if, if you recall, oh, yes. he went yes. to one of Trump, Trump's spreaders. Yes. And he got COVID and he was in the hospital in intensive care. He almost died. Yeah. No, that was that insane. Uh, oh, God, there's, I mean, the only word I could think of for anything with Trump is insanity. Uh, that was after, just after Justice Ginsburg died uh, and uh, the Republicans and Trump uh, and Mitch McConnell were rushed forward uh, to appoint a uh, or to nominate a new replacement. 
Uh, and then they had the celebration at the White House of their victory in uh, yeah. getting and at the height of the pandemic. Yes. Before the vaccine. Right, exactly. Right, and nobody's wearing masks because right. you know it would be uh, wouldn't be much show to wear a mask, uh, and yeah, it was a spreader event. Uh, I remember the head of I think the president of Notre Dame was there it was embarrassing. Just God, the, the things that Republicans make people well, do. A lot of people got sick from that spreader yes. event. Yeah, but Christie almost. I mean, literally, he was on his death, and it was before Trump got it. Trump got it a few days later. Yes. And um, that, that's when they had to rush him to the hospital under some false pretense. What have you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, the helicopter. The, the, the helicopter came to the White House. Remember that? Exactly. Remember? Pick him up. Exactly. Take him to Walter Reed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and then, and, and, then, and then they shoot him up with all these modern drugs, and so that that we can get now, but at that time only he could get it. Yeah. And so they shoot him up. He doesn't get die, and he 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 um, then makes the Secret Service drive him around, <laughs> so he can wave at the people and prove <laughs> that he's okay. Yeah, and then they take him back to the White House, and he immediately takes his mask off, yeah. and he still has COVID, of course, yeah. and he goes into the White House and infects some of the staff members and other people there. Oh my God! The, the the fall of 2020, just it's it's it, it it is like a carnival of idiocy on so many levels. Uh, and then they will be making movies, a, a TV series about Trump 20 years, 30 years from now. Still. And and you know, and when more, here's the thing: part of Ron DeSantis' campaign, yeah, is to promote the idea. That he was right about, and that, COVID. about yeah. COVID. Right. So we think about the the mortal. Think about what you just said, which is so true. That Chris Christie almost died. Right. Rudy Giuliani almost died. Donald right. Trump probably almost died. And, um, and the nine 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 man did die. Yes, Herman Cain did die. Yeah. He's like, he died. Yeah. And and uh, all these people. He's rich, famous, wealthy. Uh, already said that, but let's just re- underline that. Rich, famous, and wealthy uh, MAGA lunatics uh, used their wealth, their clout, their connections to get medical treatment that would be available to nobody else. And then they proclaim there is no need to protect us from COVID. That's the reigning view of Ron DeSantis. And he thinks in the absence of a pandemic, Monroe, that that will win over swing voters, like yeah. In forget MAGA, MAGA is already whoever gets the Republican nomination is going to get MAGA. But the issue is swing voters. We'll get into this a little while later. Yeah. They and, think that yeah. that's yeah. No and, during, and during the pandemic, there were people who actually moved from New York and other places to, and moved to Florida because of his MAGA. I mean, his COVID position. They did. They didn't want. Yes. Hey, wait. I, I, you know what? I, okay. Let's just deal with that one for a moment. Okay. People move to Florida all the time for the water. Right. Okay. Right. And the lower taxes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever moved to Florida. Yeah, I, MSNBC, I know they may have. MSNBC, dummy that said that. MSNBC had some has has interviewed some who said that, that this is why they they. They, they they went there. They also mentioned the weather and the yeah, taxes too. But they said it was because of his COVID that that he opened the stu- schools sooner than ever. Let me put that. it to this way. Okay, I'm gonna put uh, this is this is the question for that, that that person. Okay. The state of North Dakota. Yeah. Uh and the governor whose name I'm uh, blanking on right now, but a total MAGA lady. Uh, is is she north or south? I think she's South Dakota. It doesn't matter. It doesn't just, matter. What what difference does it right, make? Exactly. They, they you split just have one state called Dakota. A couple of extra senators. Uh, come on, Dakotas. I didn't mean to insult you, but you, you have it. It's all downhill with the people you're elected. Anyway, so, uh, and I know Listener Frank is going to weigh in with a correction tomorrow. Uh, because you don't know how many times Monroe we we make mistakes and he corrects me the next day and I really appreciate that listener Frank anyway so follow me on this okay. um, 
So North Dakota, in terms of climate, is a wretched place to live. And there's not a lot of excitement there. You know, it's just, it's cold, so cold for so long. It's so barren. And, but they, their MAGA stance was to the right of DeSantis long before DeSantis. They were having the member of the motorcycle guys were having conventions and uh, oh, coming yeah. out. Yeah. And, and, of them got sick and oh. some of them died. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I don't see anybody moving to North Dakota from New York. I, so when they tell MSNBC, oh, I moved to Florida because I like DeSantis's uh, policies, I go, why don't you move to North Dakota? If you love the, anti- why don't you move? I don't see you moving to North Dakota. Because you know the cheaper move. No, because the cheaper move. There's no one moving to Florida because of DeSantis's policy. It's the weather and taxes. So stop lying to MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, so here's the thing about Chris Christie. Going back to Chris Christie, he's like, uh, you know, Donald Trump. This is what he means by going after Donald Trump. Donald Trump said he would uh, uh, destroy Obamacare, and he couldn't. Donald Trump said he would build a wall, and he couldn't. But I'm effective. I know how to do it. Monroe, this is – are you kidding me? Your campaign is that you're going to destroy Obamacare? Well, you're right back at the start with the Republicans. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, MAGA is insane, but your policies are insane. He's running. He's trying to convince MAGA voters to vote for him because he could be more effective at destroying whatever health care we have. I, how is that? Are you talking about Christie or DeSantis now? What's that? Are you talking about Christie or DeSantis? Christie. Christie says that he gave. I, I read. I read the articles about his the strategy he's employing. Number one, he says that Trump is offensive uh, and that uh, he has no virtue, and he's a he's a bad symbol of of a corrupt figure. So I agree with him on all that. But then he goes, he's he's ineffective. Yeah, it, it is kind of like okay, 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 but okay, but I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on, on no. this one, Christie is known for his sharp tongue. Okay. I re, remember how he 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 um took the senator from the Mexican senator from Florida out of the race when they had the debate. Well, he no, just, a Cuban, Marco Rubio. Yeah, exactly, Mark Rubio. He yeah. just wiped the floor with him. Yes. This is where he's headed on Trump. He's um I I, I think he's saving his ammo till he's actually a candidate before he, he starts blasting both barrels. Uh, he, like, like Michael Cohen, he got screwed by Trump. He, you know, he, 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 he helped Trump. He backed Trump up after he lost, after Trump knocked him out of the race, he became a Trump supporter thinking that he would be the, the hoping that he would be the attorney general. And the problem was um, he had sent Jared's father yes. to prison for being a crook. Yes. And Jared didn't like him so much. And so he poisoned the well in Trump's head. So Christie didn't get it. And uh, Christie still tried to stay in Trump's good graces. He played Biden in the debates. Yes. They, they, they were preparing for he he played Biden, but 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 like with the Republicans in Texas, you only can go so far. And so for Christie, January sixth was the straw that broke the camel's back, and he that's when he started these these rather weak criticisms of Trump that you're you're citing now. Yes. But once he once he's in the race, my prediction is that we're going to see the old nasty tongued Christie, and so it's going to be interesting to see those two go at each other. I, I I'm I agree with everything you said. Uh, I'm just saying. I guess I'm making a different point. Uh, so if you put away the insanity of Donald Trump, yeah, and just view as Republicans and what they stand for, yeah. <laughs> I see nothing in that party. You, they you stand know, that, for nothing. Uh, yeah. Except power. Except That's for the power. Only thing they stand for is yeah. power. 
So he thinks he can get elected, Christie, by promising to take away Obamacare. That that he's he wants everybody to know just because he criticizes Trump does not mean he is a liberal. Right. You know, he, right. I'm going to get rid of Obamacare. I'll be more effective at getting rid of that. And that's why I find the Republican Party just a contemptible. Well, like I said, he's 60 percent of the voters don't like him right now. So if he ever if every voter in the party who does like him votes for him, which won't happen, then he's still not going to win. Yeah, it's still a fall short. By the way, uh, Monroe, I have to give a moment. A Monroe, a Monroe is right moment, and Ben is wrong moment. I do not like doing this, but from time to time, I must do this. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, it is South Dakota, and the governor is Christy Nome, who yes. is to the right of uh, DeSantis on COVID. Uh, and the North Dakota governor is someone no one's ever heard of, named Doug Bergen. Uh, and I have, I'm. Sh- I, I'm assuming his position on COVID is similar uh, to Christy Knowles, but I do not know. And um, it was at the Amy Coney Barrett uh, function in the Rose Garden in the White House where um, Chris Christie got uh, the um, COVID. <laughs> that he probably never. So what do you think it is? What do you think uh, Christie uh, finds more offensive about Donald Trump? Him trying to uh, seize power through a coup? Uh, and ending democracy in America as we know it, or for giving him COVID? Which one bothers him more? Well, I think, fairness to Christie, January 6th bothers him more. However, when he was thinking of reasons he didn't like Trump, he says, he think, wow, he tried, he, he tried to get Pence lynched, and he gave me COVID. He just bothers me for my getting COVID and yeah. almost died. He is not a nice man. <laughs> uh, all right. By the way, since you've, let's, oh, here we go. Monroe trivia question. Can you name the announced candidates for uh, president of the United States in 2024 election? Go. For, on the Republican okay. side. Okay. I can name a lot, some of them. Um, Nikki Ailey. Very good. I didn't think you'd get that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the former governor of Arkansas, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was one of the first. Hutchinson. Down. No, uh, yeah, Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Um, Pence is about to get in. Christie is about to get in. Um, DeSantis, obviously. Uh-huh. That's five. Let me think of it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, the, the brother from California. That's the one. I didn't think. Elder, elder, right? And and your uh, and Scott, Tim Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And you forgot and the guy uh, that I'm, I'm the only one who pays attention to, uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, who's the one who came to Chicago yeah. Uh, yeah. to stir up trouble between uh, Hispanics in Chicago and black people in Chicago. That was his, uh, really his reason for being here in Chicago. I think that now, uh, who is is that? Okay. Uh, And we may be forgetting some minor candidates in there, but I think that's a good job. Uh, I got to give you credit. Your your brain is still working. All right. Now, who is the most insane of this bunch? Uh, elders, <laughs> elders. <laughs> Although it's a it's a tough competition, you know. I was yeah. watching. I watched the Indy 500 for the first time in my life over the weekend. Okay, Indianapolis wow. 500. Yeah, yeah, and that thing was so close. And so this is how they were they were taking each other out and crashing. Yeah. It was really interesting. That's why, I, and and uh, so that's what's happening with the Republicans right now. Yeah, and they're going to be taking each other out. <laughs> I, I, all right, I would say Larry Elders is the most insane to answer that question. There's no doubt about some, the yeah. stuff he says is so bad you're crazy. Right, uh, and uh, I think uh, Ron DeSantis is right up there too. Oh yeah, now did you did did, did you hear he, his speech in in Iowa? Yesterday? No, I did not hear what he said. He suggested that the Iowans move to D.C. so they could bring some common sense. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> he said, stay, he said, move. Well, I, I, we need you to move to to D.C. and stay there six or eight years. <laughs> you know, it's like lots, lots, lots of corn and sheep in D.C., as, as you know. Because, <laughs> yeah. Was he uh, was was he in any way? I didn't see the speech. I, yeah. I just saw the headline, yeah. uh, so I didn't know the tone. Was he making a joke? No, it was not a joke. It, it was a simple-minded suggestion. Uh, I mean, he was. I I can't say he was serious, but he was not joking. No, it's uh, he was using it as a political point. Right, he's pandering. These people people in in DC, yeah, these people in DC are crazy. Yeah. Not like you down to earth, smart, yo, flag waving, hard working Iowans. Yeah, uh, no, I know that that kind of pandering. Uh, Republicans discover Iowa, uh, and I, I uh, if when I look at this bunch to say like the next like last week, I asked you who would you oh, vote one for. One other quick thing, but let me while I'm thinking about it. he like Trump is going to um, pardon. The rioters from January sixth. DeSantis. Yes. Okay. See, there you go. Right. I. I. I <laughs> so that's a distinction between Chris Christie and DeSantis, right, right there. Chris Christie rightfully looks at what happened on January sixth uh, and says it's a disgrace, uh, a serious threat to our country, uh, undermining democracy. Uh, Ron DeSantis looks at it and says. I need those MAGA votes. I'm going to, uh, in, in a sense, condone an insurrection. I'm going to condone a challenge to democracy. So I think that Ron DeSantis is so desperate, Monroe. And desperation, I feel, hurts you. When yeah. You, it it, it, that kind of desperate does just that hunger to try to prove yourself to people who will never like you. I, I, I can't recall. It doesn't work. You have to be more or less true to who you are, whatever it is. Right. I give them the real deal. And this, this DeSantis is anything but that. Absolutely. Uh, He's uh, right. And uh, Trump is ahead of him by 30 points or something. Fine. It's, and it's, it's, <laughs> but it shows that the nature of Trump because Trump is so far ahead of him, he should just ignore him. You know, when you're beating somebody by that much, leave them alone. Let yeah, them go, yeah. go their own devices. But can Trump do that? No. Exactly. Got to do some name calling yep. and some yep. truthing. That's the name of his, his, his website. It's yeah. true. He's got to do some truthing and... Um, he, he just can't let it go. He can't let it go. Uh, it's uh, yeah. He's can't let it go, and he just enjoys thrashing DeSantis. Uh, and I truly, uh, Monroe, I I kind of enjoy watching Trump uh, uh, trash DeSantis because yes. I think DeSantis is just a horrific. Just <laughs> he's so. He, how do I describe DeSantis? Um, he's clearly a, a smart human being by all conventional standards. A good, you know, he, he must have gotten good grades, gotten all the best schools, unless he knew someone and got in that way, which is always possible. He, he went to Yale undergraduate at Harvard. Yeah. So unless he knew someone, which yeah. is, uh, he's a smart guy. He always could have known someone, yeah. uh, but he acts so stupid. Right. You know, like, oh, well, boy, this, Iowa. this is part of him being a populist. This is why he's, you know, he 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 never mentions Yale or Harvard. Yeah. You know, it's like um, they're trying to get us against us. us uh, you 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 uh, corn stalk chewing, uh, <laughs> old Billy racist. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, I told I said this was the Memorial Day uh, tally show. Uh, the other tally, of course, is one that's going in wa uh, Washington right now. Will Kevin McCarthy round up enough Republican votes uh, to approve his debt ceiling deal uh, with uh, Joe Biden that was uh, ironed out? I guess I don't know. I've lost track of time. Monday, maybe. Uh, and um, 
when they raise the debt ceiling and save the economy from tanking. Uh, <laughs> putting aside just the strange nature uh, of our government where requires this uh, congressional oversight to raise a debt ceiling for money they already have approved. Uh, yeah, and putting well, aside that the 14th Amendment kind of makes it clear that the, the president has the power to do this without uh, the uh, approval of Congress. Putting that aside for the moment, uh, I, I find it um, very interesting uh, what Biden has to offer uh, McCarthy to win his approval. I, and one of the, the weird things that he's offered uh, is to beat up on poor people who uh, are getting SNAP benefits by making them work more hours uh, for their benefits. Uh, and then the other part, which is trying to keep Joe Manchin in line, uh, Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat, uh, is to allow for the approval of a Mountain Valley pipeline, a gas line that would go between West Virginia and Virginia. Uh, and that alienates the uh, Democratic members whose votes he needs. But, you know, Biden is so confident that ultimately Democrats will fall in line uh, that he's not too worried about that. But it's uncertain if Kevin McCarthy, even with them beating up on poor people, can get Republicans uh, uh, to fall in line. Monroe, your thoughts on this tally of... Uh, of Congress people uh, and senators in Washington. Well, this, okay, this is this is the tally. The Republicans really do not, except for the crazies, uh, Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene and and uh, a, a couple of others like uh, Roy Roy um, Chip Roy. I think. Oh it's God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, except for the crazies, Roy, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Except for those crazies, Republicans do not want to crash the economy. There does this is their hostage, but it's sort of a hostage like um, the um, the black sheriff in um, Blazing Saddles, who's going <laughs> to blow his brains out if you, if you do something. Yeah. This 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 is the 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 stance the Republicans yeah. are taking. They, they're, they're trying to look like they're doing this. And plus, Trump told them to do it, of course. And he did a 180 degree. Since he's not president, it's okay to destroy the, the world economy. He doesn't care. Uh, but they don't want to do that. This, just, this was just a, a fake thing that they were doing to um, get, get Biden. They're... they're interest was get in getting Biden to um, reverse himself on all these great things he did in the first two years for the American people that, that are becoming more and more clear and popular by the month. And so they were trying to get him to back off of that. Mm -hmm. He outsmarted McCarthy by saying that he was not going to negotiate at all on, on, on the deficit uh, um, budget, the, the deficit um, increase. Mm -hmm. He just, you know, he said he wasn't going to do it, wasn't going to do it. And then he did. And so in doing and he, he was going to have to do that. When you have divided government, you get no choice on these things. But by his announcing that he wasn't going to do it and insisting that he wasn't for the longest, when he did, the Republicans and McCarthy all said, aha, we outmaneuvered uh, Biden and we, we, we've gotten him to negotiate with us. And, and Biden, Biden is no genius, but all those years in, on the Hill, he knows how to play the game better than almost anybody. He really does. Yeah. I, I, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that it was a victory for Kevin McCarthy 
just to have a negotiation with Joe Biden. Right. He made it. Uh, it, it gave Biden. I mean, it gave, it, it it gave the credibility. Party. Yeah. And something yeah. that he could brag to his people and say, we we got him to do yeah. this. So, yeah. Even if the even if the results of that negotiations uh, really didn't cost Biden much. No. Uh, and it was, uh, it was nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, and so that will enable uh, Republican legislators when they go back to run for reelection to say, we brought Joe Biden to his knees. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, uh, exactly. Uh, and then so voters, you know, I'm sure, like I said at the outset, the voters in like Republican maggot districts are not any brighter than voters in the city of Chicago. And so that'll be good enough for most of them. And most of them will vote anyway. So, you know, the, the, the incumbents will win. Uh, so I see your point. Uh, so it was skillful on uh, Joe Biden's part and also pretty cynical on Kevin McCarthy's part, uh, because really, you know, all he wanted was to be recognized by Joe Biden. Yes. All he wanted yeah. was Joe Biden to say, I yeah. count you as a player in this town. Right. And that's all it would take. Right. And, and have a beard. He needed a beard. Something <laughs> that, 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 he, he, he can say to the, the, yeah. the, the crazies who are going to go after his job, he can say to them, but I got Biden yeah. <laughs> to negotiate with us. Otherwise, we would have had to go down. We would have had to crash the U.S. economy, put uh, soldiers uh, uh, on the streets because they weren't getting their checks, et cetera. All these horrible things were going to happen. And he got Biden to agree to what to meet with him and negotiate with him. And so now none of this is going to have to happen. It's, it's, it's crazy. It really I, is. Yeah. And uh, I, I listen. I'm working for the assumption that the votes will be there. Uh, I know Democrats and Democrats will ultimately uh, swallow this. Well, uh, some won't because they are upset about uh, the um, snap. Yeah, no, there and, and some people have. Yeah, worked, but but if you look at it, those people who the number of people. Who, who are going to have to get a job because of what the Republicans are demanding are, are like small, you know, it's like a, a small amount of people. Well, okay. I don't have, it's sort of like when the Sun-Times story about Rom closing the schools. Yeah. Uh, there's so much stuff thrown around, so much information, statistics thrown around at the time of debate. Right. Uh, and that are meaningless, made up and, we don't know the the impact until years later when we can see it. The Sun Times did a great job of putting the pieces together to show how fraudulent Rom was. Almost yeah. almost every promise he made uh, didn't come true. And then by the time the people who hit, were hit the hardest, um, are people he didn't care about. So very cynical move by Rom. And we'll see if the Democrats in Congress are equally cynical. I, I'm going to deal with the environmental issue. Today's New York Times, I'm going to read this to you. Okay. It's a headline. It's nothing to do with debt ceiling. This is a headline. Um, climate shocks are making parts of America uninsurable. It just got worse. The largest insurer in California said it would stop offering new coverage. It's part of a yeah, broader trend. Home. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of a broader trend of companies pulling back from dangerous areas. And so when they talk about dangerous areas, they're talking about a, a increasingly larger portion of this country, which because of environmental, uh, the destruction of our environment by man, uh, are more susceptible to hurricanes, tornadoes, right. droughts, forest fires, uh, you name it. And uh, we're talking about a huge chunks of Florida. By the way, where yeah, right. you, your guy Ron DeSantis, heck of a job he's doing down there, in Florida. Right, right. Uh, did by the way, uh, did any of the people MSN's embassy interviewed who said they're going to Florida? Did they say I'm going to Florida because I don't want to be able to inform my home insurance? Because, I wonder if any of them said no. <laughs> anyway. I, they, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. So this is a very quote, practical impact that yeah. most Americans can understand. 
that, you know, you may not understand the science of climate change, et cetera, and so forth. You may believe anything that uh, the gas company uh, spin artists tell you or MAGA tells you. But you do know if your home insurance is going up and you do know if you can't get home insurance. You know that. Right. OK, so this is a direct result of us destroying the environment. And here we have in order to prevent the collapse of the economy, we have to sign off on a, the Mountain Valley pipeline, which is a gas line between West Virginia and Virginia, which promote more uh, gas use uh, and greater destruction. Uh, and they're doing this for the vote of Joe Manchin. Yes. OK, who will well, they're not- doing it for the, that's too easy. The truth is they're doing it to maintain that 51 votes they need to be in power. That's what that's why they're doing it. Well, they need 50 if, votes. If they, if they, they, had, but, they, they, they need 50 votes. That's number one. So they, yeah. they have 51. So Joe can become a Republican tomorrow. By the way, Monroe, Joe's not going to win. Hello, Joe Manchin is running against, probably running against Jim Justice, who, like Joe, is a a Republican, uh, a Democratic convert to the Republican Party, is the governor now. So he doesn't even have to, he's running with the governor, with the affiliation of the Republicans. He will beat Joe Manchin. Yeah. So the Democrats are doing this to take care of Joe Manchin. I don't think Joe Manchin's going to win anyway. Yeah, I think, I I think I, I agree with you on that. But so what like, they're doing, Mansion. you know, you know, uh, the Democrats are ever optimistic. I mean, they still have not mastered. I mean, they're learning things, but they still have not mastered the concept of dance with the one that brung you. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and when you and when you go home, take them home with you. <laughs> They're still out there searching for the ever elusive uh, white voter that voted with Obama, but it's um, since become hardcore MAGA and is not going to vote for a Democrat again in their life. Well, uh, your guy, uh, David Axelrod. Yes. We love uh, talking about Axelrod, Uh, the Democratic strategist uh, and. who got his career started at the Tribune when uh, Monroe uh, was working there. Uh, he opined in the New York Times, this is classic uh, Axelrodian uh, thinking. Uh, <laughs> so here's his opinion. Uh, the question is whether the steps forward you take are greater than whatever steps back you have to take in order to make these deals work. And Biden is making these calculations. And by giving Mr. Manchin a win to trumpet to his constituents, Democrats could hope to keep the West Virginia seat, which will have far more benefits to long term climate politics and policies, uh, according to a Clinton administration aide. So, yes, we can. Uh, bring forth the destruction of civilization as we know it by having the Mountain Valley pipeline go through. But uh, if we maintain hold of the Senate, we can maybe offset some of those ecological destructions by keeping Republicans uh, from the EPA and keeping Republicans from destroying whatever environmental oversight we have. Monroe, this is a very thin line that we're walking here. If we follow the Axelrodian uh, view of things. Uh, what's your thoughts about all this? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm against the pipeline, uh, but that one thing, I, I don't think is going to decide whether uh, this earth is going to be here for your grandchildren and mine when, when, when they get to be our age. I mean, it's, it's a lot of things, and there are a lot of other movements that are happening. Uh, to um, protect us against destroying the planet. So, um, I, in the scheme of things, it's it's uh, not a big deal either way, except for the symbolism of it, of course. But I don't think that that one thing is going to do much. Well, we may be so far beyond saving the planet that it won't matter, uh, and. Um... Yeah, Which no, we're sad. not there yet. But, oh, you know, this is something we haven't talked about that we should consider. We don't have to do it today. But uh, 
there was a headline in the New York Times, your fave, saying that artificial uh, intelligence was going to make us gone sooner than the, the Earth disappearing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like in the Terminator. At some point, the machines are going to go, we don't need these. We don't need them around. Yeah. We can do this much better ourselves. I, I saw that. I, I saw the headline. I have not read the article yet or essay. I think it's an essay, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, well, that's a whole other subject. We talk about AI and other uh, uh, segments in the show, particularly in relation to the striking um, script writers, screenwriters. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's a whole other issue. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. We're in a precarious state. We have been. It gets worse and worse. Um, and the part that uh, scares me before we leave this and get to Chicago is that it seems as though there, one more time, there's no cooperation coming from the other side of the aisle. There's nobody on the Republican side, as far as I know, you can put Chris Christie in this category too, that recognizes the existential crisis we're facing here as we destroy our planet. And you and I may be too old, Monroe, uh, to feel we'll be long gone right. before the destruction really comes in. Right. But you see things just like basic things, like you can't get home insurance because of well, the you can get it, man. Okay, you can't get it from State Farm, which is the the, the largest insurance company. No, that's in is Florida. It? You're talking about one thing in Florida. I'm talking about in throughout the country, uh, homeowner insurance is is rising. Oh, People, the prices, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And, and so you can't afford it, and so it's just a very practical uh, consequence of the. the the destruction we're causing, and even in the face of that, you can't get Republicans to take serious. You can't have a legitimate conversation with them on on any of this. That's Democrats' fault. Because as as a candidate, as a Democrat, they ought to be taking that as a, making that a campaign issue. I mean, in, in, in the sense of State Farm, it was co- it's costing State Farm too much in, in California, too much to insure people because of climate change and uh, the forest fires and the mudslides. I mean, it just in general. And so, and it's only going to get worse. That's a scare tactic that in a reverse situation, the Republicans would be beating the hell out of right now. And the, and the Democrats... Uh, for, for reasons that I don't know, I don't understand. They aren't doing that, but they should, and hopefully they will. Uh, yeah, yeah, because State Farm just handed them the issue on 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 on, on a nice piece of china that that hasn't been broken by a, a, a fire or, or or hurricane yet, a tornado. Yeah. But they should be using that. Uh, by the way, before we come back to you, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. And I, I kind of want to, I got Andrew Ellison scheduled to come on a day when you're not here, but I'm going to try to get him to come on when you're on so we can have the conversation. Uh, and uh, he puts, uh, he says, he, he already has uh, West Virginia in the Republican category. He goes, Manson's not winning re-election. Take it to the bank. Uh, and uh, But he says, Texas is wide open. He thinks that, Demo- that Democrats can take Texas. Uh, so we're keeping track already. Here it is. Well, still you know, with Texas, okay, that's, we were talking about the the rivalries in the Republican Party. The, uh, Abbott was being pushed by Paxton. Yeah. To be further and further right. Yeah, cause, uh, and so with Abbott out of play, as it's, it's going to increase the civil war that's going on among the Texans. And, um, yeah, so no, it, it, it very well could this time. You know, we've been predicting it though, for like a dozen years that Texas was going to go blue or at least purple. And it hasn't happened yet, but I think we may be at that moment now. 
Yeah. Well, uh, like, like I said, uh, it's, it's very early in the cycle. Uh, but I wouldn't worry about, uh, uh, West Virginia, but, uh, his name is Colin Alfred. Uh, and, um, he's yeah, the latest he's democratic hopeful to, uh, oh, yeah, he's to a former win. NFL player. Yes. It may help. So, yeah. uh, we'll be following that one. All right. Uh, we'll close with Chicago and, uh, this has become a, a, a yearly uh, story. I mentioned this at the top, Monroe tallying up the number of deaths in the city after the uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend. Clearly, there's too many guns in our world right now. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and uh, But uh, I watched the coverage, uh, Monroe, uh, and it's, it is, it's kind of twisted the coverage you know what i mean like well there were 12 killed this year which is up one from last year but two years before that it was 13 and so it's like what are you what what are you trying to prove what is what is like tallying comparing like 13 people killed to 11 people killed to 12 people killed what's the ultimate purpose here monroe do you follow what I'm saying? We all knew there was too much carnage in the city of Chicago beforehand. If it dips to seven, let's say, in over from one Memorial Day, I don't know, because it's who knows why. Maybe it's pouring rain one day, and so there's less people outside. But what does it ultimately prove? What's going on here, uh, Monroe, with the media so focused on the, the Memorial Weekend death well, they're not. It's, it's not isolated to the Memorial Weekend. It's what Chicago media is doing in general, TV and newspaper. And that's if it bleeds, it leads. Because uh, everybody is desperate to either increase their audience or hold on to their audience. And um, the, the, they believe that the violence sells. People want to hear about this killing and that killing and this robbery and that robbery. And so what they've done is create an atmosphere where people who normally would not be afraid are afraid to come into the city of Chicago. You know, Chicago is not the murder capital of, of the world by, uh, by any stretch of imagination. I mean, we have just in terms of violence and, and, and crime, we are in the teens in rating. We're not number one. There are a lot of people, and, and this whole crime epidemic is um, what I look at as long COVID, in that it's, 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 it's uh, as, because we had COVID, um, what's happened is that teenage kids didn't go to school um, a lot of them didn't have computers and so couldn't go online to study and weren't interested in it in the beginning in, in anyway. And so they, they came up with Lord of the Flies devices uh, to, to um, do each other in. And so they've, they, are, they have rivalries. They, they have criminal behavior that they've taken up. And it's, it's, it's just ongoing now. But this is nationally. It's not just Chicago. I know. Chicago. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Joyce worries about our sons in California, but she doesn't worry about us. So she's, she worries about if they were here, how she'd have to worry about them. And I point out to her that the same thing is happening in L.A., same thing is happening in Oakland. Jim Joyner, who went to New York to complain about uh, – crime in New York, had his subcommittee meet there. In the meantime, Columbus, Ohio, Jordan, which yeah. is much smarter, smaller than New York City, has a higher crime rate than New York yeah. City does. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's being used, it's been weaponized, the crime yeah. is. You're, and, you're and, right. and the guns, the guns are the problem. Yeah, we talk. We 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 talk about um, guns don't kill. This is what the NRA likes to say: guns don't kill people. People 
kill people. Well, the reality is people kill people with guns. If they didn't have the gun, yeah, uh, you wouldn't be killing nine, ten people at a time with a yeah. knife. Yeah, you're right, Jordan. Uh, Congressman Jordan of uh, Ohio uh, is banging this drum like anyone else. Well, we're doing it here uh, in uh, Illinois, in Chicago. Uh, the Memorial Day death tally really twisted thing. I don't recall it. Uh, I have to go back and look during the 80s uh, with Harold Washington uh, or into the 90s. With I don't recall it as a, an annual thing. No. Uh, my notion is that it's a relatively recent, like five years, last three or four years. Yeah, right. In the 90s, when I was at WBBM TV, uh, we were the 91, 92. We were the only TV station whose news was if it bleeds, it leaves. And we would have four or five <laughs> shootings and, 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 and violence as our, our lead every night, whereas seven had happy talk uh, yeah, everybody else was doing the news as the news, and they weren't playing that stuff up. Now everybody does it. All the TV stations do it. If if we don't have enough killings here, then uh, they'll run a story from from some other part of the country where somebody shot somebody. I mean, it's just where the media is, and that's um, it's that has I think a lot to do with um, the millennials aren't, aren't watching the news <laughs> on TV or reading the newspapers. <laughs> and so they're fighting for for uh, boomers, fighting yes. for the boomers to watch them, to pay attention. Absolutely. You're, you got that right. They're fighting for boomers because uh, <laughs> I don't know any millennial who watches the TV news. Right. Uh, all right, we've run out of time. Uh, Monroe, uh I just, uh, I didn't even mention this. I am in uh, Los Angeles doing my show in this little uh, uh, Airbnb. Uh, so I'm going to go out and enjoy uh, some sunshine. It's colder here than it is in Chicago. I'm sure it's climate change since we fall. Uh, <laughs> Chicago's baking here. <laughs> I'm well, literally. You know, one, one projection wetter. is that within 20 years or so, Chicago, if, if, if climate change continues as it is doing now chicago is going to be balmy like florida <laughs> i know and then hey all the people from florida will be moving to chicago yeah, going yeah. we love our will be moving to chicago right exactly uh, i want i want to thank uh producer joyce producer joyce uh, monroe's <laughs> wife she helped out uh, before the show in ways that I won't even go into, but thank you, producer Joyce, uh, for helping us, uh, at the outset of the show. I want to thank, yeah, she uh, still won't talk to you. Uh, she won't talk. Uh, you won't get Joyce to come on this show. No way. Okay. <laughs> She's boycotting the media, or at least my part of it. But I appreciate what you did uh, at the outset of the show to help us get going. And I also want to thank my wife, our IT person, who set me up in this little room. Uh, and, of course, let's thank producer Chris. Outstanding job, as he always does. And Monroe, I think you, Joyce, uh, will agree. Uh, producer Chris, give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more, all at chicagoreader.com. Like and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on Instagram, at Benny J Show, and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show all over the internet on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.